Yo, friends, it's your boy, Joey G. Happy Wednesday. Or, if you're listening to this on a different day, happy that day as well. We're already one month down in 2020. How's it going for you so far? Hopefully well. Hopefully this year is as good to you as you are to it. I know that sounds corny, but you deserve a good year. I know you've worked hard, fought hard, and remained strong on so many difficult days in the past. Trust me, whatever it is you're striving for, whatever mountain stands in your way, and whatever nonsense your anxiety monster is telling you, there's no doubt in my mind that you have the strength and courage to conquer it. Now for today's check-in. How are you? What's new with you? Have you taken a moment today for yourself? Remember, these check-ins are something that I do every day, and some days are not as easy as others, especially in this timeline. I'm recording this one day after the caucus disaster in Iowa. With the election cycle beginning, I think it's extra important for self-care. Regardless of your political affiliation, 2016 was rough for a lot of people. Lots of fear, lots of hate, lots of misinformation and false truths being passed around. All that nonsense did was pour salt on the wounds your anxiety had already caused. It distracted us from healing. It is important to be angry and motivated to push for what you want and who you believe. But in those times when your head is spinning or you're arguing with some imbecile on social media, try to take a breath. Tiana Taylor sings, self-love is the best love. So, while you're out there canvassing, voting, or marching, be safe. And be kind to yourself. Let's do our meditation. Begin by closing your eyes and taking a deep breath. Clear your mind and try to focus on nothing but the air coming in through your nose and out through your mouth. When you're ready, I want you to picture a mirror. Approach it and look at yourself. The reflection could signify how you look today or just how you see yourself. Regardless, look yourself in the eye and repeat this phrase. May I be happy, may I be well, may I be safe, may I be at peace. Say this as many times as you need. Feel free to pause if you'd like extra time. Now give yourself a smile and repeat this phrase as if you were someone else talking to you.
May you be happy. May you be well. May you be safe. May you be at peace. Now take one more deep breath and open your eyes. Today's story is another share. A very, very dear friend of mine named Byron reached out about wanting to tell the story of his battle. To be honest, I didn't know what to expect. But when I opened the email and read his words, I was incredibly moved. How hard that must have been for him to write, I cannot imagine. But the level of bravery towards verbalizing the struggle is hard not to commend. I was so moved, in fact. I reached out to one of my best friends, Max, a true pioneer of voiceover and storytelling, and asked if he could narrate Byron's tale. He didn't even hesitate which goes to show you how special the important people in your life can sometimes truly be. Byron also managed to incorporate a lesson of his journey, and I can think of no better way to end today's pod than with that. So, this is me, ya boy Joey G, signing off, wishing you well, and remember... I care about you, and I hope you care about you too. And without further ado, this is Byron's story, as told by Max. I've had depression and anxiety my entire life. My entire life. My earliest memory of it was probably when I was seven and I didn't want to go to bed at my grandparents' house. They thought I was merely being fussy or wanted to play, but the reality was I didn't want to go to sleep and start the next day. The thought of having to start an entire day over again sounded exhausting and scary. I was too young to articulate or even understand such things, but I felt that concept very deeply. As I grew older, the only thing that really changed was that I learned the terminology. I learned things like depression and anxiety. It wasn't until I was well into my teens that I learned not everyone is this way. I was very surprised. And once I learned this, I developed a crippling phobia of spreading my depression around. I didn't want my problem to be anyone else's problem. No one should have to suffer because they know me, I thought. My sense of humor and desire to make others laugh stems from this. I didn't tell anyone how I felt for years, and even if I used the word depression, I wouldn't go into specifics. While I have a much, much better handling of my depression and anxiety now, I struggle with this phobia to this day. This is what I'd like to talk about today. The relationship between a person with mental health issues, others, and most importantly themselves. Once I realized others were different, I would swing wildly between being jealous that they don't have the struggles that I do and pride that I've survived struggles that they have not. I'll tell you now, the two don't have to be exclusive. But teenage me didn't know that yet. Whether it was jealous reverence or a warped sense of arrogance, this affected how I saw people and how I interacted with them. I have a belief that a person who is suffering from severe mental illness can sense another person with similar struggles rather quickly. 
I wish I could say that it's addiction or movement, but really it's more of a feeling. I've spoken to others with their own struggles, and I know I'm not alone in this belief. Once it becomes talked about out in the open, it can be quite a bond. To know that you're not alone and to be able to show at least some of your inner self can be freeing. Though it's best to avoid the who is more depressed competition, for which there are no winners. On the flip side, I can usually tell when someone has no concept of what I'm talking about when I talk about my depression. I have two brothers, one of whom has similar struggles, one does not. I've had many discussions with the brother who does not. He freely admits he doesn't understand my depression or anxiety, though he acknowledges it. He learned at a young age that he and I think in very different terms at times. I appreciate his honesty about his not understanding. Having someone who does not experience mental illness try to emphasize can be trying even if they have the best of intentions. It can sound like they're speaking in a language that they've only heard but have never spoken. Look at the positive. Think happy thoughts. It'll pass. I've heard all these things more and more. I do my best to look at their intentions more than their actual words. If it truly comes from a place of love and support, then the words, and even the understanding, are less important. The third and perhaps most important person to communicate with is yourself. I did not seek help until several years ago. I spent my entire life having a tenuous grasp of my depression, but believing I had it under control. But then a confluence of events led to a serious collapse of my mental defenses. The dam had broke and I had lost control to a degree that I had to admit I couldn't get it back alone. In my darkest hour, I sought therapy and eventually medication. I learned many things during the journey back to control, but one of the biggest things I learned is that I cannot parse my depression. I used to think it was part of me, but I know now this was never the case. My depression is me, and I am it. It's as much a part of me as my organs. I lived most of my life trying to cordon it off from the rest of me, and that was my mistake. Only by acknowledging it and owning it was I able to take control, possibly for the first time. As I wrap up, remember this. Some of these may resonate, some may not, and that's okay. I'm not a therapist nor a doctor. I wouldn't say I'm a depression expert, more of an enthusiast. I can only speak of my own experience. Not everyone is born with depression and or anxiety. Not everyone needs medication or even therapy. Some people just need a good friend or partner. Some need medication. Some merely need understanding. The road to recovery or balance may have a few wrong turns, but there is no wrong way.